Ladies and germs, back, and I do mean germs, back in terra firma, back in the worldwide headquarters, back in the place that we do what we do. Tony Basilio welcoming you on a Tuesday, my friends on, what is going on here? What did Brian do? He bent this thing all to hell. Brian bent this thing all to hell. I got it. Brian bent this thing all to hell, man. Good gosh, Brian. I go away and you manhandle my camera. Brian doesn't like cameras. I didn't even touch the camera, Tom. And why is it so dark over there on the uh, on the computer? It's dark in here. Put some light on the boy. Let's get some light on me. Brian, did you move the lights around? Tell the truth. No, I didn't. I didn't touch the lights, so. Tom. I'm trying to get some color in my face. That sound is you. That sound you hear is me slapping myself live and on the air and in living color that thing is doing that thing where it's making sounds um well briny boy matty boy great matt dex and brian hartman are in the house today jimmy butler james a buckets this thing is making all kinds of I'm getting all kinds of surface noise. Look at us over here, sweetie, on the recording. I'll try to turn that thing on. What's the surface noise? That's that surface noise there? That's about. Oh, well, we're diagnosing here in real time because, I don't know, when you sit down at 1059 to do what you're going to do, you kind of live with the consequences, so... Those of you listening to the early portion of this, see if I can get the mystery hum. See if I can get the mystery hum out of this thing. That might be a problem. Let's see here. No, that isn't it. Uh, let's see here. Too loud, maybe? That's the problem. Too loud. Too loud. Too loud. Okay. All right, so beautiful Tuesday to you and yours. Brian Hartman, how about our boy Jimmy Buckets and the way he is playing right now, in your humble opinion? Well, I've made this point before that the Miami Heat are the best seven seed in NBA playoff history that are masquerading as an eight seed because of that goofy, goofy play-in tournament. Stupid play-in tournament. The Celtics caught a huge break by not having to face them in the first round. Plus the NBA. The Bucks should be the Bucks well, should be playing the Hawks. The Bucks the way, should be playing the Hawks. The show is available live on Twitch if you want to see how ugly I looked this morning. Twitch and uh, also Facebook Live. Since Elon Musk decided to ruin Twitter here in about the last month or so, a couple months anyway, he just stick to rockets that explode in space. You know, Brian, I sit here today, and the 76ers four games swept the Nets, and Nets are the eighth seed. Nets traded their two big pieces, and Ben Simmons retired at midseason. It's essentially what happened to them. You know, and what they did was they won, like, I think 10 or 12 straight games early yeah. with those two guys on the roster yep. contributing and doing their thing. That's exactly what they the team they had. The team they have now, really, the team they have now, if they had that team from day one, they probably finished thir- they finished 13th in the East. They don't even make the playoffs. Yeah, it's called an eight seed, Brian, where I come from. 
Well, they, they're not even an eight seed. They're worse than yeah, that. That's a good point. So they're 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 not even in the playoffs. They're straight trash. We have a lot to discuss. Matt, speaking of straight trash, Matt, when I say straight trash, what comes to your mind on this glory day? Where you better get ready for love on this glory day. Uh, that, that would be Vanderbilt baseball when they go up against Tennessee. Matt, did they genuflect or kiss the ring or both? What, what do we see this weekend from them? Uh, they kind of kind of just kissed the ring. That was, you know, is it? I think it's seven in a row that they they've now lost. If if they want to make it eight, they can do it in Hoover again, like last year. So, but kind of a, a season saving and hopefully a season changing series for Tennessee. They just thoroughly dominated um, from about the bottom of the ninth and Friday on. Uh, you know, you know. It's uh, it's interesting, the sport of baseball, man. You just never know. Your Braves slowed down the red-hot Reds. My sillies are all of a sudden just, well, they were three and a half coming in last night. Just four back. I mean, who's looking at, I'm not looking at standings, but the Phillies were like seven back at one point rather quickly. So we have a lot to discuss. The number is 865-200-5402. Bri, I fell asleep last night. I had a, well, it was kind of an odyssey getting back. So we were in upstate New York. Uh, it took a good 14, 15 hours of driving to get back here. Um, it's a long story. but uh, And I've got a great Matt Dixon bathroom story. i got to tell him the third hour. I had a... Um, I had a bathroom story for the ages, a truck stop story, uh, Dixie, for the ages. It cannot be repeated on the air. Oh, Especially at lunchtime. I'm very intrigued now. Yeah, you should be. Cause it, where where, where was it at to kind of tease it a little bit? Where was it at? Well, I was trying to save myself for my house. And we've been on the road a while. And... Let's just say I felt my storm coming on um, in, like, Withville, Virginia. And let's just say it kind of gave way about uh, 45 minutes out up at, um, it was probably 45, 50 minutes out of town. So probably around Morristown somewhere in the Motor City. Home of Barry Gordy, The Temptations, The Four Tops. It's a pretty incredible story, though. Uh, I've got photos for you guys to prove it, if that means anything to you, Matt. If you want to see photos of my excursion, because, yes, I did take photos. Anyway, we've got a lot to talk about. Stefan Krashnick's going to join us. Brian, are you of the belief that uh, Tennessee needs to get two of three this weekend, one of three this weekend, or three of three this weekend? Well, two out of three is always successful. But I think this series may be set up with the Vols to get another sweep. Brian, are you of the belief that my boy Hendon Hooker is going in the first round? I just heard the great Bill Werndell, formerly with our lads, talking, and he thinks Hendon Hooker is going to sneak into the first round. 
How yeah, that incredible would, would that be? That is a someone who literally transferred in the middle of a like, – he transferred to Tennessee in the middle of a hurricane. Yes. A, uh, where there was a fierce, 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 disastrous event blowing through the building and that nearly knocked it all down. And there he was. Sort of uh, nobody really noticed him because of everything that was going on around it. Well, I remember asking at the time, does Hendon Hooker have the Internet? That was what I asked on here. Does his phone, does he have a smartphone, dumb phone, or no phone? Because I remember asking at the time, this guy's got to know this coach is getting ready to get blown out. New guy comes in. New guy recruits over him in the spring. Because obviously he can't play and... And, uh, you know, 26 months later, Matt, he's going to be a first-round pick, maybe. He can't play in the cold. Can't play in the cold. Maybe the Green Bay Packers will take him. I mean, Dixon, have we ever seen anything like that here? Not in not in a good way, no. No. No, we've, we've had some guys who we thought were can't miss who – miss big time but yeah. we, we've never had a a guy just kind of show up who was expected to be just kind of a depth piece at quarterback turn into a you know heisman contender and potential first round drive i mean, I mean it's, it's insane our three hey matt our three transfers this year the position players i'm calling them rick barnes transfers the rest of the year because i kind of sort of got on them and they kind of sort of bought out this weekend. I'm just going to refer to them rather lovingly as our Rick Barnes transfers. Because that's exactly what those guys look like coming in the last week's series. Is it not, Matt? Midway through the season, did those guys not like Rick Barnes transfers in hoops? Yeah, that might, might be a little harsh, but they they had all three been underwhelming Um with Ahuna obviously being the, the most disappointing. Um, but you, you needed all three of them this weekend, and they all, all came through in the clutch for you. Even Ahuna, Ahuna in the field even you know threw out Enrique Bradfield a couple of times on, on some ground balls, which you almost ne- never see happen. So. I mean, and then obviously married the walk-off. Yeah, those were big league plays. This Enrique Bradfield guy can fly, okay? He can fly. Brian, what's the guy's name, the little short dude that played for the Cincinnati Reds who came up through their system, Chattanooga? I remember seeing him in double-A when he came and played the Smokies. What is that little guy's name? That's who Bradfield reminds me of. It's like a blur out Oh, that the Hamilton, it was his last name, Hamilton something? Billy Hamilton. Is he still in the league? Is he still active? I I don't know if he's in the league, but he can fly. I don't think. I guess LeBron, he just couldn't get on. I guess he couldn't hit good enough. I guess to stick around. I don't think LeBron calling LeBron James an old man. Brian's aging well. Do you? It seems like Memphis just doesn't have it. We call they're it, just not emotionally. I don't think they're emotionally mature. Maybe we call is a good it, way to put it. Yeah, we call it it. Where I call and it. I knew this was trouble when they. When it turned out they were going to play the Lakers, I knew that that was going to be trouble for them with LeBron and the Lakers, the way they played. And LeBron's been through the deal yep. plenty of times. Yeah. And you've got Anthony Davis there, and 
they seem to be playing better around him. So this isn't surprising. It's disappointing for me, but it's not surprising at all. LeBron had 20 boards last night. First time in his uh, illustrious playoff career. 20 boards. Oldest player to have, what, 20 and 20 boards? 20 and 20? Oldest player to ever do that? Guy's 38 years old. Which in NBA parlance means they carbon date that dude. John Morant's got to grow up. He's just got to grow up. Period. Yep. If I'm a, if I'm a Grizz fan, I'm listening to me. Some of you in the west part of the state, middle part of the state, spend your good hard-earned money and go to Grizz games, invest in it. I feel sorry for you because they had that. I don't even know what you'd call that, that eruption with him several weeks back, which really derailed their season. And then, of course, an injury to one of their key players. But And then his injury. But the thing that really knocked the moorings out from under them was that whole, just like Brian said, he's got to decide if he wants to play basketball or not or you know, be a pro athlete or go run with his guys and, you know. Stefan Krashik's going to join us. 865 200 5402, the number. Tennessee and Mississippi mistake in two days. The Vols are back at it tonight, guys. What is up with this weather, Matt? I come back and it's fall. What are we doing? Are we kicking off? Are we kicking off next week? It was 80. It was like 90 in, in um, the outskirts of Philly. Week before last, two days, was 89 and 89, two days. It was semi-cool in upstate New York, but not like this. It's freezing outside, and it's supposed to be cold and rainy this week. Not that I'm complaining, but good gosh. Dixon, did I bring this weather back with me? It sure seems like it. <laughs> I don't think it's supposed to get above 75 for the next 10 days. I mean, what in the world? <clears throat> you hear my, my orange throat, 865-200-5402. So, did either of y'all watch that Lady Vol game last night? Because I want to say something here. That Monica Abbott, I love her. I saw her last night, Brian, being interviewed by uh, Madison Shipman and whoever the fella is that does the um, – Softball on ESPN, it, the guy is just eloquent and great. And that's a great sport. And the Lady Vols got down 5 nothing early, and they smoked Florida. And that game was next level. And the Lady Vols has some freaking ringers, Brian. She brought in some ringers this year, and they ain't playing. Well, they've got a really deep pitching staff. And when that falters somewhat, they've got the offense that can pick them up and carry them. And they got some Polynesian that's, that can hammer it. That's a that's a good team that can win multiple ways. When one falters, the other's there to, to pick them back up and carry them. Matt, I'm all in for the and Polynesians. I'm full. You don't, you don't right go. Now. You don't go thirty. You don't go thirty-eight and five by accident, and sixteen and two in the SEC or whatever that might be, whatever their record is. They're balling. Swept Florida last night, and that game was really fun to watch. And, and Monica Abbott was up there being interviewed last night. She threw out the first pitch Friday night for the baseball team, which is a really smart move by the baseball team. She's got a new book coming out, 
hopefully we can get her on. She is, man, she's eloquent, she's beautiful, she's cool. She's like the Peyton Manning of that sport, Brian. Did you realize that? Like, she's an all-time legend in that sport. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, it's uh, she deserved to be a champion. She really did. They yeah. deserved to be the first SEC team to win a national championship in that sport. Yeah. And... I tell you, campus has to be a really clean place today because with all the sweeping going on over there this weekend. Well, maybe Titans Bill will tell us about it. Lots of sweeping, lots of sweeping going on over there. Maybe Titans. I Bill. think it may continue next weekend. Titans Bill and my boy Morris, maybe they'll tell us about it. <laughs> if, uh... Astros did some sweeping in the ATL this weekend as well. Whoa, an inconvenient truth from TGMD. Wish the Celtics could have swept. Take a brief Terrell. We'll come back after our TO. Stefan Krashnick had some phone calls with you. 865-200-5402. Tons to talk about today. Brian's boys are back at it in the association. We continue with more. Stefan Krashnick joining after this. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. 
Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today. 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. you got to know Spend a very special evening with The Gambler. The timeless music of Kenny Rogers, performed by Justin Sullivan and his seven-piece Real Deal Band. Many have said this is the best tribute show of its kind. Hear all your Kenny Rogers favorites. Lucille, Lady, She Believes in Me, Coward of the County. Everyone considered him the coward Saturday, May 20th, 7 p.m. at the legendary Crockett Theater in Lawrenceburg. Tickets begin at only $16. Yes, an evening with the gambler and the real deal band. Saturday evening, May 20th at 7. For more information, log on to CrockettTheater.com. CrockettTheater.com. We'll see you there. This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. Stefan Krasnick was in the house uh, up in uh, Indianapolis the day the Vols crashed out um, against. Who, who was it, Brian Hartman? Remind me of this now, because he was covering it up there during that, the uh, pandemic. Uh, Oregon State. Oregon State. It went on and won like seven games. 12 seed Oregon State. It went on the next year and won like seven eight. games. It's like yeah. a bee sting. It was their bee sting. Kind of like when Mississippi State won the uh, World Series in baseball a couple years ago, their first national championship in anything. It's almost like they've been paying the price ever since. And then Ole Miss, Matt Dixon, they're paying the price this year for having won it last year. Weird deal, man. That's weird stuff. 
I want to bring Stefan Krasnick in here now without further ado. He of your Jackson, Clary, and Ledger, he's excellent. Every time he appears on here, I give him a build-up. I love this guy. Stefan, what a weird year for Mississippi State, huh? Yeah, yeah, to, to say the least. I know uh, a lot of fans are probably, you know, starting to get a bit irritated with, with the results, and, it's you know, it's kind of crazy just to see, you know, the struggles that they've had on the mound. It's just, it's, it seems like any guy you put out there, it doesn't matter how good his stuff is, he finds a way to, to struggle and, and give up a handful of runs. It's, um, like you said, the, the, the curse of the national championship is real, man. I know we were talking you know, how much Tennessee fans are, are starting to you know, really get invested in this baseball program and want to see a national title. And be careful. You, you never know what's on the other side. What is it with the hangover? I mean, obviously, two things are real, right? That hangover of winning it, it's got to be something because it's happening to both those really proud, tradition-rich schools there that are so prideful in their baseball and then the other thing that I know is a curse is taking the number one seed into that tournament. I, I don't put that on. I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy, being the number one seed heading into the deal. What specifically has happened at Mississippi State um, since they held the trophy? How did they find themselves in this spot? Yeah, what's, what's interesting is, you know, you kind of look at the, the outlook of the roster and, you know, when you won the title, you, you lost a lot of key pieces, right? And that's going to happen. I mean, if you have a national title winning team, you probably have some good veteran players on that team that, that are going to lead you there. And then, you know, you turn around the next year and maybe you have to rely on some younger guys that, you know, didn't have as much playing time to kind of take that next step. And, you know, that, that's the spot that they were in last season. You saw a lot of, you know, you're really wondering why some of those sophomores and juniors, you know, weren't stepping up in a way they expected. A lot of those players, you know, struggled and, and there were questions of player development and whatnot. And, you know, coming to this season, and again, you know, a lot of those juniors and, and seniors, some of them have been good. Some of them, you're just, you know, especially when it comes to pitching, you're like, hey, you know, why, why did these guys never develop? You saw them maybe a bit in 2021 when they were freshmen. You know, maybe made some midweek appearances that didn't play a huge role. But you're thinking to yourself, all right, you know, you're gonna lose some pieces that that win you the national title, and in 2022, you're gonna come back and have some of those freshmen kind of take bigger roles and step up, and and you really didn't get any consistency from those guys, and it's a concern because. You know, just because you won a national title doesn't mean that, you know, your, your roster you know, turnover has to be so big and, and you have to rely on, you know, so many young guys to step up because there's been times where Mississippi State's made it to Omaha and yeah, you end up a few games short, but you, know, you still have to be pretty good and, and have some veterans to get you to Omaha and they're able to turn around just fine to come back next year and, and battle for a place in Omaha too. So you, you look at it and you're saying, you know, where, you know, what's going on with the development of some of these, you know, sophomore juniors now that are even seniors that, that really aren't giving you you know, any type of consistency when it comes to pitching. And you look at the roster right now, you're saying, well, you know, there's a lot of freshmen right now on this team, and, and it's the top five, you know, freshman recruiting class, the, the one that's on the field right now. A lot of good players, and you're sitting there thinking, you know, all right, you're either looking at this coaching staff and saying, all right, you got a young team, you know, give you some more time to kind of turn it around next season. Um, or you're looking at it saying, hey, there's a lot of young players on this team. Do we trust, you know, this staff to, to you know, develop them the right way and have them – you know, take that next step when it comes to, to next season and finally competing, you know, for, for what the expectations are at this program. It's a, it's a really weird dynamic, and, and a lot of the points, uh, you know, the, the younger players from that 2021 team not taking that next step in 2022 and now 2023. Tell us about this, because uh, Matt was mentioning this off the top. There's a curiosity that Mississippi State has. They have, an, they have a pitcher who Charles Shackelford would have called amphibious, uh, the rest of us will refer to him as ambidextrous. He can pitch. He can throw the ball with either hand, 
and throws the ball effectively. Now, can he throw with high velocity with either hand? So he throws a bit harder from the right side. He throws in about you know mid nineties. He probably hit you know ninety seven uh, from the right side, and then from the left side he throws about lower nineties. He'll probably hit you know around ninety three, ninety four. Uh, with the fastball from the left side, but the off-speed stuff from the left side is, is where he's really at success. I mean, you, you want some of those pitches, um, you know, when he throws in Knoxville this weekend. It, it's pretty filthy what he's got from, from both sides and, and kind of how he, you know, uses the, you know, velocity to his advantage from the right side and uses the off-speed pitches to his advantage on the left side. It's, it's pretty it's pretty wild to, to watch him pitch, man, because the talent's there from both sides. Chris Lamonis, you know, when we talk about it, Heading into the season, obviously all the questions were, you know, how do you use this kid? You know, could you do this? Can you do that? What not? And, and Chris kept saying, you know, that at the end of the day, the, the root of having him there is not because it's some, you know, cool act for people to come watch. They genuinely think he's good from both sides. That's why he's thrown from both sides. He had some struggles, you know, when he moved into to the weekend rotation, you know, Bandy rocked him up a, get, uh, a bit when they got, uh, got here to Starkville and, and they, then Mr. Bisset decided, you know, for a couple of series, hey, let's just have him throw from the right side. You know, don't, he's a freshman, don't want to, you know, put too much on him. Just throw from the right side, focus on the right side. Was all right against South Carolina, struggled a bit at Alabama, throwing just from the right side. Then against Ole Miss, they were like, all right, you know what, just go out there, do your thing, throw with both, and, and was really good against Ole Miss. Was good against Auburn, got rocked up a bit um, in his final inning of work. So he, he's back to throwing from both sides. It's, you know, they've just tried to find different ways to use him, make him comfortable. Because you know, at the end of the day, he's he is still a freshman who's trying to gain that experience and, and get comfortable on the mound. But you know, they're just trying a lot of different things, which is cool. I mean, it's you know, that's not many times you have a pitcher where, hey, if he's struggling doing this, let's try this, let's try this. I mean, you you really don't have too many options. You know, usually with a pitcher, with with them, they do. And a lot of it goes back to the root of the dude's just a stud athlete, man. Was drafted as a as a shortstop last season, as a switch hitter. I mean, we joke with some of us that it feels like in the media we're begging, like, hey, give him an at-bat. Why not? Let's see it. Because we just want to see, you know, how good this kid can be in the field or, or at the plate. He's definitely kind of their emergency guy, you know, if it comes to it. It's, it's wild to see a, a guy be able to do so much from both sides, um, you know, on a baseball field. Stefan Krashnick joining. I'm going to jump Matt Dixon in here of the TLD Logistics Ladies and gentlemen, Tennessee Baseball Short Porch Podcast. And Matt will have a newly minted one out shortly uh, on the Vanderbilt Series. Um, and, and by the way, uh, Stefan is appearing today on the TLD Logistics Hotline online at tldlogistics.com. Matt Dixon, jump in here with Stefan Krashnick of the Jackson Clarion Ledger. Yeah, just where's Mississippi State? In terms of injuries, because you know, I guess every team kind of deals with them this time of year. I know one of their key pitchers had to come out of a game last weekend. Is there an update on him and just just kind of overall the the team has? Yeah, so Nate Dome is, is the pitcher you're referring to there. He's uh he's one of their top bullpen arms, maybe the top bullpen arm. And, and like you said, I mean, when he came out, it immediately starts pointing to that right elbow, right? Everyone, you know, thinking worst case scenario. But actually, you know, Crystal Monis when uh on his weekly radio show yesterday and said that they got some good news and they're hoping that it's a week-to-week type of thing. I don't know if that means he'll be available for this Tennessee series. I'd probably say no uh, based on how Lamonis presented it. Um, but, but they were able to, you know, kind of avoid the worst case. But, you know, overall, like like you said, I mean, um, you know, one of their top lefty relievers, Pico Cohn, hasn't pitched this season because he's got a torn UCL. And, um, you know, last season they had a few guys go down with, with torn UCLs that haven't pitched yet this season. I mean, it's, 
It's uh, it's an issue across baseball from you know the the little league ranks now. It, it almost seems like it's the, the issues are starting there, going through you know the major leagues. I mean, and Chris Lamonis thinks you know velocity has a lot to do with it. Kids are throwing harder than they ever had before. Um, you know, even with how much pitch counts are being watched, you're, you're still throwing. You know, kids are trying to touch a hundred at all times, right? And, and he thinks that's what's what's leading to a lot of these injuries. And you know, it's something's got to change, right? Across the across. The Something's got to change to, you know, limit how many of these injuries we're seeing. But you know, at this point, it's, it's almost impossible to think of what a what a potential solution could be. Right? It's rained and poured too on Mississippi State from that end because you were talking about the starting staff. I mean, there there just aren't answers at this point, are there? And in this league, it's very unforgiving. We saw Tennessee's Tennessee had the luxury of sliding some pieces around, you know, to kind of try and find some solutions. Uh, Mississippi State and other other programs in this league just don't have the solution. The the uh, the wiggle room Tennessee has. Yeah, and, and what's kind of interesting too is you know the the starters. You look through a lot of their numbers that, that are really not great numbers, and then you know when you when you sit down, and you really watch the game, and you see you know that they have very few trustworthy bullpen options. You know, like and now with Nate Dome, you know, potentially being out, you know, this weekend, it's. You know who do you turn to when the game's close, and and that's why you know I was mentioning Durangelo, the, the switch pitcher. You know he he has a good start against Auburn, and and you could tell you know through five innings he was pitching real well, and and you know, Lamona sends him out there for the sixth because you know that he doesn't trust anyone else from the bullpen to come in until maybe the eighth or ninth inning. He's trying to save arms, he's trying to steal innings, and you know you have a guy go out there and he's probably out there a few batters too long, and and everyone you know is. Is upset with Lamonis, and you know why would you leave him out there to hang? And, and you know you, you could tell that the kid was struggling towards the end. But who, who do you turn to? You don't, you don't trust anyone right now at this point to, to come out of the bullpen and, and middle relief and, and get you through. I mean, they had a seven run lead at at Auburn on on Sunday, and and you're looking at you know they're going right to their their closer and you know the seventh or eighth inning because it's the only person they trust at at that point to to get them through. You're trying to get multiple innings out of these guys because you don't have too many options and. You know, your, your starting pitchers wind up probably having worse numbers than they should because you're making them, you know, go out there and, and try to steal three more outs. You're, you're having some of your, you know, better relievers who maybe should come in there and just, you know, pump some fastballs and, and go through, you know, one, two, three and, and call it a day after an inning. You know, they're going forced out there to, you know, give you two or three innings because you just don't trust anyone else. It's, it's really wild to see you know, the dynamic. And, and injuries play a part, right? They, they don't have much depth in the bullpen because, you know, some of their better arms are, are sidelined for the year for Tommy John, but, you know, at the same time, even then, you know, you're, you're looking at, you know, who are your options? Who's a, who's a freshman that can come in with a seven-run lead and, and kind of, you know, maybe give up a run or two but limit the damage? And, and it seems like those guys are coming in and just walking the bases loaded and, and just making it worse than, than it needs to be in the first place. It, it's really wild to, to see, you know, what this pitching staff looks like right now. Well, and for Tennessee, a team trying to get healthy after a sweep yeah. with uh, Vanderbilt, this is just what the doctor ordered. I mean, this, if Tennessee comes in focused, this sounds like this could be low-hanging fruit for them this weekend, yes? Yeah, I mean, Van, Vandy came into Starkville uh, you know, a month or so ago and you know, run-ruled Mississippi State with some ease. I, I think it's, this is obviously a chance for you know, Tennessee's offense to, to do what it does and, and as, as long as Tennessee I mean Mississippi State's got a great offense right it's not going to be an easy task for for Tennessee's pitching and Mississippi State has the offense to you know hang in there with anyone but if Tennessee can come out and, and land a punch and score you know five six runs across those first couple innings I think you know it's, it's an opportunity to you know rest some pitchers and, and try to win some games in seven innings for them 
Brian Hartman jump in here. Who offensively in the lineup, who should Tennessee fans look for? Who should probably be the uh, player they should watch for in the lineup? Yeah, yeah. the number three hitter, uh, Hunter Hines, is their designated hitter, number 44. Um, he's the he's the power guy. He is you know, above 300. He has 18 home runs right now. And that Ole Miss series uh, of a couple weeks ago had a home run in, in every game. And he's he's got major league power. He's you know he's the type of guy when you're saying you want a lefty slugger that that's who you're looking at. He can you know he he has some success you know against lefties and righties. Um, you know his splits aren't really that bad. Um, struggled a bit against lefties uh, in that Auburn series. I think he was like 0 for six with four strikeouts against the lefties, but. You know, started the series 0 for 9, comes back Sunday, it's a huge three-run home run. I mean, he's got the pop to to really turn a game at any point. He, he's the guy to look at. Another guy is, uh, you know, it's been kind of fun to watch is Dakota Jordan. He's a freshman hitting in that cleanup spot. He struggled a bit against um, uh, against Auburn this past weekend, but, you know, he's really come to four. I mean, he, he'll hit a ball 500 feet, you know, if he makes, if he times it right. Like, he, he can, he's got some pop. Um, and when you see him, you know, step up to the plate, you can see why he was a, uh, a top 200 MLB prospect last year. I mean, he's huge. He looks like a, he looks like he could be out on a football field, and, and he's in a batter's box. He's ready to, to really turn on a pitch. He's a he's a stud. So that that three four punch they got with Hunter Hines at Dakota Jordan. If if you know if uh, Tennessee, I should say, could have some success, you know, slowing down those two guys. That's probably the key to slowing down Mississippi State's offense. Stefan Krashnick uh, on the way out. Y- your thoughts on. We, we saw a little bit of this over the weekend, the, the now overreaction, throwing guys out for showing emotion, any type type of talking to an opponent. For some reason, they've decided to get the fun out of college baseball, and I can't quite figure it out. My, my cohort yesterday on here, Bino Jeff Henderson, said, it would be one thing if all this exuberance was leading to guys throwing at other guys' heads, pitchers, right? but they're not. These kids grow up now talking to each other on the field. It's just the way the game's played. They're different than the way we're played. Kyle Peterson on uh, ESPN over the weekend said it's he thinks it's kind of an overreaction to the way Tennessee behaved on the field last year. Uh, do, you, do you share that opinion, and what do you make of this? The kid from Florida the other day got a four-game suspension for hulking up coming off the mound. I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, and I think I think Tennessee, you know, plays a big part in it. I think just because there's never been a, and, and some of this probably has to do with the overlap of of the power of social media now and and all that. You know, if Tennessee was was playing that way 30 years ago, I'm sure no one would care. But you know, you kind of look at it now, and, and it was such a hot topic. Anytime they did something right, it was blown up on social media, yep. and everyone was talking about it. And, and whether you think it's right or wrong, it was talked about a lot. And, yep. and I think the SEC, you know, did jump to some conclusions and, and make some changes. You know, I think what's irritating with it too, and when we talk about the, the Florida kid, I mean, there's kids that do, you know, what the Florida kid did still this season that don't get ejected. And yep. that, that's what really ticks me off is if you're going to call it, call it consistently. If he's going to get ejected for that, eject the next guy that does, you know, and, and, and I don't want to see that. I don't want to see kids just getting tossed left and right. But if you're going to do it to one kid, you have to do it to the rest of them, right? You can't just, you know, have one umpire that's doing it or have, you know, one crew that's doing it. There has to be some consistency to it. I think that's what's irritating. And then you kind of look at the root of the problem and you're saying, well, what's the big deal if the kid's you know, getting a big strikeout, and he's saying, you know, LFG and and whatnot. Like, let let the kids play, man. Who who cares? I mean, you see it in the major leagues now. Who are, who are you to, you know, if, if a thirty five year old can pimp a home run and do a bat flip and and chirp, why why are you policing a, a nineteen or twenty year old doing that? I mean, it's just you're, the, the SEC baseball, college baseball, still 
it's really popular in the SEC, right? And That's the right. College World Series does, does great numbers. That's right. But you're also still trying to build an audience, you're trying to gain fans. And, and by just tossing kids and, and tossing best players because they're showing energy in the game, that's not going to do anything to, you know, appeal to fans and, and try to get the casual viewer to come watch some more games. I, I don't like it. I don't like it. Well, I would submit to you and anybody listening that doesn't think what we're talking about is is, is worthy of conversation that women's basketball, Caitlin Clark, and that whole thing, that kerfuffle that happened at the end of the LSU game, did a lot more for women's sports and to put it on the map and the numbers that it drew as that. And it was really, that's 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 driven in in some part by the fact that we are living in an age where things go viral and she went viral throughout the tournament and those numbers just continued to grow and last year tennessee did some huge numbers on television because everybody wanted to tune in to see him get beat and furthermore this year this this version of of the vols have been paying the price because every time they go into somebody else's building even grand canyon had a sellout crowd out there in arizona so what Tennessee did reverberated all across the country, and I would think at some point they would want to grow their game. It seems like they're trying to go the other way. Why not let the kids be the kids here and let them have some, uh, let them trash talk each other? If the pitchers aren't going to throw at these guys, I mean, let them have fun with each other. Well, I think the pitchers aren't throwing to these guys because because they they like to do it too, like like we just talked about. I mean, pitchers yeah. like to get a big strikeout and. and you know, showboat it when they come off. People like, people like the emotions, man. Look at the the Grizzlies Lakers series. How much more fun did it get after Dylan Brooks, you know, started talking to exactly. Trash say, say say what you will about Dylan Brooks. Listen, I don't. I I think he's probably you know in over his head a little bit talking about you know LeBron the, the way that he is, considering you know what Dylan's done compared to what LeBron has done. But it gets people to watch. I mean, last night's game was awesome. You're looking at LeBron, you know, driving past Dylan Brooks on the last possession and getting a huge layup and. And everyone's watching saying, you know, that's Dylan versus LeBron. That's what we tuned in to see. Like, you need those storylines. You need the trash talking. That's what brings viewers in. That's what makes people like sports is the stuff that's happening off the field. The X's and O's only get you so far, man. Amen, man. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't have said that any better myself. And now, if college basketball doesn't make Caitlin Clark and LSU happen twice this year, they're out of their minds. I don't care what Iowa has on their schedule. And I don't care what LSU has on their schedule. It will be the highest-rated game in the history of women's basketball if those two teams play. It would be like a cultural flashpoint. And they, they, need to make those thing, they need to make that thing happen a couple times, figure out a creative way to get those teams on the court with each other. And uh, how do you think Mississippi State performed, Stefan Krashnik, this weekend? What do you expect from them? Uh, man, it's, it's really hard to, to brace and to win a game at this point, just with how thin their pitching is. I, I think it'll be a sweep for Tennessee. I think for Mississippi State, they'd be thrilled to, to come away with the win. Thank you, my man. Good talking to you. Yeah, thanks for having me on, man. Hey, Stefan, hey, Stefan, tell people where they can find you on the way out. Yeah, our stuff's at clearingledger.com. Uh, State and Ole Miss play today, and they're uh, game in Jackson. Uh, so we'll be there covering that. And then on Twitter at S-K-R-A-J-I-S. And IK three. I appreciate you having me on again, man. Hey, the game in Jackson. What's the what's the split and crowd at something like that? Crowd split in it, terms of it. It usually winds up being a bit fifty fifty. Um, you know, maybe the the overall attendance is a bit lower uh, this year than in years past. Yep. So it usually winds up being a good split. Maybe some more uh, Mississippi State fans, that, depending on you know how successful the teams are any given year. But but it's usually a pretty good turnout and a pretty pretty fun matchup. Um, you know, kind of in the the non con midweek meetings. Yeah, it's fun stuff. 
little extra egg bowl action there. Yeah. Can, can never have too much of the rivalry, right? Oh, no. It's what we were just talking about. Thank you, my man. Good talking to you. Yeah, thanks, guys. Hey, Matt, by the, by the definition of, of what they're trying to do in college baseball, I'm surprised they didn't flag Chase Burns the other day for his exuberance on the mound. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he did a lot more than the, the Florida closer did, so, but... Yeah, I, I mean, I don't, you know, then you have the thing with Christian Moore, you know, probably, you know, that shouldn't have been a, I mean, I guess you have to suspend him for the ejection, but I, I didn't think it warranted that, but I, I don't know. They're, they're trying to take, take a lot of the personality and out of, out of college baseball when that's really what's helping the sport grow more than anything. And it's just another move by the, a reactionary move by the NCAA that, that ultimately is, is not going to be successful. I was listening, uh, Matt, to a Vandy podcast yesterday. i got to share with you and Brian at some point. In fact, I'm going to play a little clip of it in our third hour today. Uh, as I want to thank our special guest, Stefan Krashnick, who joined us, who I love, by the way. I told you that guy was going to be very good. He's with the Jackson Clarion Ledger. He's excellent. And, um, boy, these people hate Tony Vitello, Matt. And they hated that team last year. They really hate Tony. In Vandy Nation. And this is before the series. I'm listening to something that Mark Wicker sent me. That he said at the 106 mark was highly comical. And they went on like a literal 15-minute rant on Tennessee baseball and Tony Valls living rent-free in their head. And how exciting it was going to be to come up here and at least get two of three, if not sweep the series. And reclaim what was rightfully theirs. This is the way they were talking. Reclaim what's rightfully theirs. The throne in baseball. Um, I would imagine Tennessee has that that whole fan base rather shook at this point. Because baseball was something they could hang their hat on. That they were dominating in. And Tennessee beat them up and took their lunch money this weekend. Did it for the second year in a row, so you know beat him in Hoover last year. Also, you know, it was it was really impressive. That, you know, Tennessee looked like a completely different team uh, on Saturday and Sunday than, than they have been really all year, and they were up up until about the ninth inning Friday night. So it's you just hope you can build on it, and now you kind of get the relief in your in your schedule with with a way to rack up some wins. And you know, if you win a couple of series here down the stretch, you potentially could be in the conversation the host again so boy sweep this weekend matt and you almost forget about what happened with missouri if you can get a sweep not two out of three if you and i'm not saying you got to get a sweep but boy if you do it's it almost erases some sins oh yeah big big time big yeah time. The, the sweeping vandy kind of cancels out you know the getting swept at missouri as well yep or at least Arkansas, because we were talking about the need to go well, yeah. three and three. And at the end of the day, let's go back to the phones. That Missouri thing doesn't, doesn't age well because they lost all their pitchers, kind of like this Mississippi State team. When you lose your pitchers in this league and teams are just teeing off on you, and you don't even have your closer who's going out with his elbow issue. I mean, they, they sound like a team that if you get up on them, they have no chance. So we got to keep hitting the baseball 
and I love Monica Abbott. My two takeaways right now, I, I love that Lady Vol softball team, what they're doing this year. That's incredible. Hello and welcome into our first call after Stefan Krasnick. You're live on the Tony Basilio Show on a Tuesday. Hi. Yeah, a lot of people are talking about that Lady Vol softball team. It's, it's pretty exciting stuff. kind of came out of nowhere. Um, Harry Belafonte died today, Tony, and it's funny that uh, just ironically – I was watching, uh, had the television on as I'm eating lunch, and the movie Beetlejuice was on, and then of course Belafonte's big hit was is featured in that in that movie. Uh, what is that? That's a song that goes, uh, "They like come and she and want to go home." Mm-hmm. Let me hang Day-o. on. I think I got a guy here who can sing that. Hang on, hang on. Do I have a guy here that can sing that? Who's on two here with us? Can you sing a little bit of that song with us? Hello, caller on two. How you doing, Tony? Can you sing a little bit of that uh, Harry Belafonte tune? No, I can't. Is that the one that goes a weem a wop a weem a wop a weem a wop a weem a wop? Or you guys make fun of Italians? Go ahead, Mike. I'm sorry, Mike. What happened to our yeah, Predators? How come we're not in the? Pl- How come the Predators and the Flyers are home watching this tournament? What's that all about? Well, I'm calling to talk about the Grizz today. You know, I'm I'm sorely disappointed in the way they played the postseason. And it's like Brian said earlier, you know, uh, was not good news for the Curtis. But the difference in the series, and I'm not a real big sportsman like, you know, y'all are. I I watch it, you know, and I'm a Titan fan. I don't don't drill down into it. Yeah, I'm I'm just a Titan fan, you know. I'm just a a fan of the in-state franchises, you know. And uh, Austin Reeves is the one who really seems to me to be making the difference in the series. This kid, he is awesome, man. I love watching him play. Brian Hartman, can anybody describe that to us like he's talking about? There's a guy, undrafted guy, out of Oklahoma, Bri, who was an okay college player, who's dominating in this series, Bri. Dominating. Yeah, I I think they go back to game one where – if the Grizz can steal that one and, and get that one, you're probably looking at a different series right now. And he came up huge down the stretch when they they just went on that run in the late part of that game where I think they closed the game on like a, what, a 15-0 run or something crazy like that, 15-1, something like that. Austin Reeves looked and like me out there. Him, him and Hachimura. Yep. Yeah, him and Hachimura. Guy, the, 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 the uh, Gonzaga guy yep. that played there, that played against Admiral in that, yep. in that classic game. Yep. Those two guys carried them down the stretch, and th- that's that's why they put them over the top in that series, in my opinion. Those two guys did. And LeBron James, look. When you and talk, LeBron and Anthony Davis and LeBron and Anthony Davis. That's right. And when you talk trash on him and give him a little bit of incentive, you know, I go back to those playing games. LeBron did not try to, like, the first the the fla- the last couple of minutes of uh, of one of those games plus an overtime, and then he went and got every rebound he wanted to get. You know, it's weird about the Grizzlies, Mike, is that they're just not ready to win. It's weird. Yeah, and they've been like that for years, though. Yeah, it's weird. It just seems like they just don't have what it takes to go the distance, and it's a real shame because the city of Memphis loves that franchise. Yep. And the city of Memphis needs a winner so terribly bad, badly. It's yeah. It it is. It's a lack of maturity. It's been a tough injuries too. You know. Steven Adams, he's been hurt most yep. of the season. And, yep. Uh, Brandon Clark as well. You know, Brandon Clark is awesome off the bench, at least he was last year. But 
So, you know, he, he covered up injuries. It's just, it just wasn't their year this year. And uh, it's unfortunate they ran into the Lakers. But, hey, you know, I guess uh, what, what's that uh, Doobie Brothers song, What a Fool Believes? Uh, I guess this is, this is a fool on the phone here with you. And, and I believe the, the Grizz can, can make a little bit of a comeback. Can they win it all? Probably not. But I don't think they're going to go out at home uh, tomorrow. <clears throat> well, if they win tomorrow and get that thing back to L.A. and get Game 6, man, Game 7 in their building would be wild. And stranger things have happened. Teams come back in the NBA from 3-1 deficits. I mean, Brian Hartman's about to, hap- about to have it happen with the Hawks. The Hawks and Sixers in the next series is going to be a great second-round series in the NBA. Well, that Dream on. Uh, series was great. You know, it's just so much heat between those two teams. Yep. It's it's fun. It's like the the caller of the the guy you just had on from the uh, the Jackson Clarion was talking about. You know, it's fun to have this off the field stuff. Makes the games way more interesting. Don't tell college sports that they don't want fans on the field if you celebrate. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're not talking about college sports today. We're talking about the professional sports, and I think it it works even better for professional sports, though. Hey, Amen. They figured out a long time ago. David Stern figured out. That if I want to grow my sport, I got to turn this thing into bird versus magic. I can't be worried. Teams, people don't care about franchises; they care about stars, 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 and stars. And Vince McMahon built his business on one word: superstar. He started. Yeah, he, he didn't call you know guys what? wrestlers. He called them superstars. I, I know you're. I, I know you're up against it and everything, but I just wanted to say one last thing about wrestling. I watched a great documentary about Jake the Snake yep. Roberts uh, on YouTube, and man, I had no idea that that was his life story. And you, you talk about a guy who's overcome. My oh. God, and there's so many wrestlers out there that are like that. But anyway, yeah. But the rest, Memphis knows about wrestling, and that's that's what I like about you know this, uh, Dylan Brooks. You know the way he runs his mouth. And yep. It's just fun. It's just you know who cares if he's your guy. You know he's yep. your guy. You get behind him and. Uh, and I'm just so tired of LeBron. <clears throat> I'm just tired of him. Do you think uh, Dylan Brooks will be what? Will he be on the team next year in Memphis or somewhere Probably else? Probably not. Probably not. LaFraud. Yeah. Hey, thank anyway. you, my man. Uh, I'm, not a big, I'm just not a big LeBron guy. I don't like the way he's a commissioner of the league. They haven't been picking the All Star team, and I mean, stop. Look, dude, there was there was NBA basketball before you, and it's going to be NBA basketball after you, and you're not bigger than the freaking game. You're a player. Breaking news, LaFraud. 865-200-5402. The SEC, um, Matt, they're really, and Brian, they're really not going to do this deal, are they? NOLA.com reporting that the uh, SEC is looking into, uh, if you rush the field, The next time you have a home game in a series, in a league game, if you when you rush the field, the next time you have a home game in that series, it's played in the opponent's building. That could be one of the punishments. Wow. Yeah, Mitch Barnhart came you up know. with that, along with Byrne down there at Alabama. That's one of their suggestions. Well, and if that Alabama, occurred, listen, Brian, if that would have occurred, Matt Dixon never would have had that great photo op with Jack. Well, Alabama got the field rushed on them twice this year. And that's and, why we're doing this. Yeah, LSU rushed the field on them, and then don't and, forget about that one. And that's why and of and course, that's why we're doing this. Their fan base is so bored. Their fans don't even stick around till the end of games to rush a field. They've won so much, they wouldn't why would they rush a field? Matt, you believe they want to take that away from you? 
that memory, that moment captured in time for generations to see, Dixon? Uh, no, I mean, I, you know, I know there's the safety issue, and and obviously Alabama football players are, are scared of sorority girls um, on the field. But I mean, you got to enjoy it. Um, I mean, the first time Tennessee had done that since when, not like '98, Florida. You know, it's not something that happens every year or every five years. But I, I, I just think that's just a stupid overreaction to to Alabama, you know, getting the field stormed on them twice last year. Eight six five two hundred five four zero two. Matt, you hosting that podcast? What can you tell me about Bellarmine? What do they call Bellarmine? What do we call them? Bellarmine. They're in the night. They're two forty one in the RPI. They're Bellarmine. What are they? Bellarmine, I think. Bellarmine. They're eleven and twenty nine on the year. Matt, is this team any good? Are they are they formidable? Uh, I, I would say no, but they they have similar numbers to Tennessee Tech. Oh boy! But you know, I I, I expect that to be kind of just a one off deal. Um, so I, I, I think Tennessee takes care of business tonight. Thank goodness you were on a sea cruise when that happened last week, because that was the low point of my lifetime when Tennessee Tech put the Vols when they beat them up like that. Goodness gracious! You talk about rock bottom. Eight six five two hundred five four zero two. Let me keep it legal and large since TB's the man in charge. WJBE ten forty AM ninety nine point seven FM. Translator W two five nine AD. Powell, Knoxville. And hour two starts right now. We got a game. We got a game on you. Let's go back to our phones. Hello and welcome into our next call. Tony, as we speak, I'm watching Good Morning Football. And they had their little mock draft. And uh, I'll tell you another person that I sort of have a little bit of a crush on, but not much. Very glamorous lady. And, of course, she's old enough to be my daughter, Jamie Erdahl. She's the host of Good Morning Football. Yes. Jamie Erdahl. She's very good at what she does, too. Doesn't she do some freelance stuff with somebody, Brian? Isn't she on during the um, NCAA tournament, or am I imagining things? Jamie Erdahl. I think she is. Yeah, I, I've seen her name, but I can't. Yeah, I see so much I don't really remember. I Brian, can't put a place on her. Brian, no sell. No selling. No selling. Uh, Bellarmen is what we call them. Bellerman, yes, Bellerman. That every member of his household went there, with the exception of him. So Bellermans, uh, like Bellerman. Uh, okay, Tony. On another note, she was doing an interview with Will Anderson Jr. You know ask, that. Hang on, I gotta ask Matt something. Hey, Matt, is he coming off this Good Morning Football thing, Matt, or no? Is he no selling all the above uh, topics on our smorgasbord today, Matt Dixon? Uh, it's it's an NFL focused call from from Titans Bill. So it's a complete no sell job here. Continue, Bill. I'm sorry. Uh, she interviewed Will Anderson Jr., that talented a defensive end out of the University of Alabama, and I'm thinking that's who the Titans ought to get in the first round. So, Bill, we're cutting they, through the. Other- they need they need an edge rusher. Bill, we're cutting through uh, Sunday. Me and the lovely Laura. 
my beautiful wife. We're cutting through the Palisades Parkway. Has anybody here been on, ever been on the Palisades Parkway besides me? Where you can look on their overlook and see down into Manhattan, and it is absolutely incredible, the views on the Palisades Parkway. Brian, have you ever been up there? You or Matt Dixon? Or you, Billy? Yeah, I've, I've been up there, but not on that. Not on it's that stretch, no. absolutely insane how beautiful that is, that Palisades Probably Parkway. Probably my buddy Tom has. He's in New York City right now visiting his daughter. Well, that's kind of a sell. Anyway, so Laura, I'm going, look at that over there. Look at that over there. She goes, would you look at the road? She totally no-sold, Bill, like you're no-selling right now for our show topics today. Complete no-sell job from her the other day. Bill? <laughs> well, I just, I, just, I just wanted to comment here. You know, they're, they were doing their little mock drafts and... And guess who Jamie Erdahl picked for the Tennessee Titans in her mock draft? Who's that? Anthony Richardson, quarterback out of the University of Florida. Well, I be, can't see it. That would be a mock. I, that would be a mock to football if you guys take him there. After, hey, I, I'm for it. After wasting a high pick it. on that kid last year from Liberty, Anthony Richardson. Good night, on my Matt. What's weirder to you? The fact that they're talking about Anthony Richardson as a high first rounder. Or, or Hendon Hooker, or the guy from Kentucky, who might go in the top ten. The guy from Kentucky. What in the world? Who lost his job at Penn State? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I don't know what, what NFL. I mean, I guess it's just the, the talent and the arms, but the production on the field from 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 Levis and, and Richardson would, would just scare the hell out of me, taking them to be a franchise QB. Exactly. Like, what do we value here? Hendon Hooker's productive and a winner. He winner. He winner. So I would have to say, look, I'll tell you what, there's going to be three people that's going to be in that war room for the Titans on Thursday. Rand Carthon, my boy. Rand, that's my boy. That's my boy right there. Continue. Rand Carthon, Mike Frabel. Not my boy. And Amy Adams drunk. Not. What'd you call her? Amy Adams drunk. You're the one that's calling her that, not me. Bill, did you <laughs> just call her Amy Adams drunk? Her name, Bill? No, no, I called her Amy Adams drunk. Well, I call you out of here. You don't do that on here. 865-200-5402. I mean, my gosh, man, you can't do that on here. Brief time out. We continue with the calls after this. This is Terry Wilcox, a.k.a. The Chicken Man, a.k.a. T-Willie, and you're listening to 101.7 FM, WKOM, Columbia, Tennessee. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can always count on us for a great selection of late model, low mileage, one owner vehicles. All have been thoroughly inspected and are ready to go. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Looking to sell your vehicle? Great news! We're paying top dollar for your trade. All makes, all models, and in any condition. Trade in and trade up today. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can count on us. Hi, Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. When you think of diamonds, what do you think of? Rare, precious, timeless, sparkles like the sun. They are timeless and nothing like them on earth. Then do you think, where do I buy local to buy the perfect ring? Maybe a diamond pendant or earrings or maybe a new diamond band. Look no further. Tillis Jewelry carries all your diamond and jewelry needs. Stop by and see our wonderful collection. And remember, if you don't know your diamonds, know your jeweler. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia. 
This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Call me painfree.com or call 615-551-9224. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Baird's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. Hi, Jimmy here for Columbia Ace Hardware. Columbia Ace Hardware now carries Magnolia Home by Joanna Gaines paint. Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood. Along with the award-winning service and advice, Columbia Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Around the block, what you need in stock, with people who know their paint. Columbia Ace, the helpful place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at 10pin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. Have you heard the news? The Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools has a new day and time. Hop on the Big Yellow School Bus Saturdays at 10 a.m. and again at 8 p.m. right here on WKOM 101.7 FM to hear all about what's happening in and around Murray County Public Schools. The Big Yellow School Bus with Jack Cobb and Friends on Front Porch Radio, Saturdays at 10 a.m. on WKOM 101.7 FM. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. Tony, be back with you, 865-200-5402. As promised in the geophysical year of the caller, 2023, let's go back to the phones and get our next guest in, our next call. Hello and welcome in. You're live on the Tony Basilio Show on a Tuesday. Hey, what's going on, Tone? This is Ryan, the Hoosier Vol. Hey, Hoosier Vol, Ryan. Welcome in, brother. And that Crashnet guy used to cover y'all. Oh, really? He's a Hoosier. That dude we had on, yep. Oh, I'll have to look into that. That's uh, I'll look him up. That's great. Um, Tone, uh, tell me about uh, Tennessee's uh, transfers that uh, y'all beat uh, IU out for. Isn't that incredible? What's IU Nation saying? They they went head-to-head with the Vols on two guys. You know, uh, it's it's just a cultural difference of SEC versus Big Ten. 
there isn't the Twitter meltdown. It's why I love being Interesting. an SEC fan. I still hold on to Interesting. IU basketball, but honest to God, everything else, it's, it's so much more fun rooting for an SEC team. <laughs> why is that, just, Ryan? Tell me why. I don't know. I don't know if it's Midwestern stoicism versus, mm. like, but, you know, you you got family up there in Big Ten country. They only get worked up about a few things, and it's like the Ohio State-Michigan game and at Penn State don't even play Pittsburgh anymore, but like, yeah, they there's not a lot of talk about it. But uh, I'm I would have liked to have this. Uh, is his name Connect? Is that how you yes, say Connect? Name? Yes. I, I would have. Uh, I would have liked to have him at IU. But I bet he's a better happy. Yeah, I think he's a yeah. better fit with you guys than he is here. Well, I think what's really yeah. interesting is I, I I was wondering what kind of fit he was, and then I found a piece from one of the 247 analysts that I linked in the blog over at tclub.team, I believe, yes, yesterday at the bottom of the blog and in Monday's blog. And essentially what the article said was this is an offensive first guy who is a second-team all-league player who shoots it at a great clip from three-point range, who flourished wow. in a pretty open offense, who was told by Tennessee staff that we're going to run our, we're going to run our offense through you. That's the quote he gave. Now, the wow. thing about him was he kept his head down. He and Ledlam both kept their heads down the entire time and didn't say much. Like when he came on his recruiting visit yeah. here, there were media folks poking around and and he didn't talk to anybody. Uh neither guy did. Uh they uh, kept a low profile here. They kind of no-sold stuff on their visit. I, I use that term no-sold, but they didn't really seem all that impressed. But yet both of them came back after the fact, after making their visits, as they promised they would, and both of them called Tennessee's staff and said, uh, we're coming. And they didn't spend great money on either guy, which is interesting really? as well. So I wonder how robust Indiana's NIL program is, which I guess is something I wanted to ask you anyway. Not very good. I well, don't know, sense. but I uh, and and this would be fascinating. To talk to NIL people. Tennessee is unique because Tennessee isn't great at any sport. Yep. But they're good at every sport yep. right now, which is awesome. And hopefully, they. I personally think Josh Heupel will win a Natty before he's done here. Interesting. Probably before Nico graduates. Interesting. That's my but what are these schools that like? Indiana, oh Duke, you know Kansas. Do they? It makes no sense why IU would pay anyone to play any sport at all for NIL other than a basketball player. But that's you know whatever. It wouldn't shock me that the Big Ten, other than Ohio State, is behind the times on some of this stuff. So yeah, Um, who has a more marketable NIL name? Connect or? Slaughter on the football team. Those are two all uh, all time names for well, you know, a three point shooter named Connect. Is yes. just writes itself. That's great. Everybody wants to connect. You know, when it comes to marketing, and I was talking with a big firm last week, and one of the things I was talking to them about, and they were noticing our level of engagement on here. Like with a lot of shows, people tune in, they tune out. With our show, people lock it in and they throw throw away the knob, and they were asking me, why is that? They were looking at our numbers. They, they were going deeper into our numbers than I'm capable of getting because they were with, like, a big group. And I said, well, I don't know. You just have to spend 
a few minutes with our program. I've been told it's like um, visiting with your friends, and people just want to hear what their friends have to say. And I and I said, and I'm kind of the goofball ringleader, but everybody wants to connect, so I'm going to go connect. I'm going to go with connect as being a, a winner. But then how about getting a kid from Harvard who is kind of a below-the-rim player, not the greatest athlete in the world. Uh, I think that's more of a uh, and, and pretty good defender. I think that's probably more of a, of a Rick Barnes kind of player. Hey, we can only hope. I Personally, I thought, <laughs> I've said this the last two years, this is the time. This is the time Rick uh, overcomes the March demons. Maybe an old dog has learned a new trick, and he's saying, you know what, I'm not going to get beat ugly ball yep. one more time. Just maybe. But well, another author, another author, another one of these baseball writers had a great, basketball writers rather, had a great point when Tennessee's series with Wisconsin was announced. And he, and he <laughs> basically wrote in his article, if you want to see a game played in the 50s, this is yours. Combined. Drink, drink you some extra yeah. coffee. Yeah, drink you, drink you a strong cup of coffee. Because he said he wrote it might be played in the 50s, is what somebody wrote. Yeah. Well, um, I wish him the best of luck. And uh, I personally, I think uh, I think uh, IU's next coach is down in Florida right now, just waiting one more year. So they might have made the right decision to not uh, transfer to IU. But hope uh, hope they. Go to uh, stay with Tennessee and uh, break that. You talking about the you talking about the Florida Atlantic guy that uh, has the IU yeah. connections? When he didn't even interview, didn't interview, didn't even interview for a team. It's a great now, tell. There's a lot of loser IU fans, and again, because Big Ten people tend to think this way, they think, "Oh, he's not leading Florida Atlantic." No, for once in our life, he's not leaving like Florida Atlantic for IU. I mean, I yeah, know we've fallen, think, Ryan. We haven't fallen that far, have we? Let's think like Tennessee. Uh, I, I mean, Tennessee lucked into their coach, but let's think like Alabama football just once and say, "Our dudes in South Florida, go get them," and don't take no like. Come on, when I you mean, don't interview, you're you're holding out for one job, or he's staying at Florida Atlantic for ten years. Sure, sure he is. Yeah, but, just like hey, yeah. just like Ewad's coach up here at Cincinnati was going to stay at Cincinnati. And that's not even an apt comparison because Cincinnati now is in the Big 12 and in a big league. I mean, this guy's at Florida freaking Atlantic. Yeah, for another year. <laughs> You're the man. Thank you, Ryan. Good talking to you. See you, buddy. I love him. Great caller. We've had a uh, great caller roster uh, thus far today. Dixon, here's a, here's a question for you and Brian. So for those IU basketball fans that are looking at literally saying we can't get that guy from Florida Atlantic because he's got a good job down there. What's a football job that's comparable to Florida Atlantic? If you're Tennessee football and your job opened and you're trying to get a guy and you're looking at that and you're going, oh, no, we could never get him. I mean, I, what comes to mind for you, Brian? What, what's something that's comparable to Florida well, Atlantic? Maybe maybe something like a Louisiana and some maybe a Sunbelt school yeah. that's had some success, Yeah, I would say. Yeah, be like some about Billy telling uh, Florida no. Who comes to mind for you, Dixon? What do you think? Well, I yeah, some belt is is good with you know, given the 
that Maze connection to Indiana, it would kind of be like Jamie Chadwell turning down Tennessee when he was at Coastal Carolina. Great, great stick. Yeah, because he had them at the consciousness, the upper consciousness. They had game day there. And Jamie's now over with all the bells and whistles at Liberty and a multi-million dollar deal. That's that's one of the great mid-major jobs in all of America, that, that Liberty deal. Because they're, they are uh, salted with coin. I mean, their facilities are insane. Let's go back to the phones. Speaking of insane, the way you feel after driving from Philadelphia. <laughs> Hello and welcome into our next call. Tony uh, Taylor, I'm Yo. sure you're shocked. I want to talk about the baseball. Yep. After witnessing uh, Tuesday's uh, uneventful, uh, disgraceful. Uh, that was a good Tennessee word. Tech, uh, yes. For the second year in a row, uh, beating Tennessee. To see the response uh, on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, I, I think yeah, I'm not. It's not being overstated to say that's a transformational series. That's uh, Friday night's win and the, the overall sweep of Vanderbilt could propel this team to potentially uh, getting to even 16 wins. And uh, and I think that's the magic number to host a regional. But more importantly, uh, propel this team to to figure out that lineup and that t- they felt like they figured out that team chemistry and uh, go on and, uh, and uh, peak at the right time. But I got to tell you, um, that pitch that Dryling hit, I love, I love your and Matt and Brian's opinion, but I would say, um, you could, you could get the top draft choices, the first round draft choices in the SEC. And I would, I would suspect that, uh, 99% of those gentlemen would have struck out on that pitch. That pitch was absolutely a perfect, I think it was the count was one and two. It was low and inside and, and how Dryling put the barrel of the ball on that well-executed pitch and, and much less hit a home run. There's a reason why that kid turned down seven figures from the draft. He is uh, he's a man. Well, and to and and one thing that Bino pointed out yesterday that a couple of my baseball buddies have, have said to me in private is that the sport is played on such the razor's edge that sometimes all it takes to get that inertia going in the other direction is something like that. Those two freshmen hitting home runs in the ninth inning, first of all, the first home run was smoked. The second one, for those that are golf fans, looked like it was hit with a one-iron. I mean, it was just like a rocket. And how strong and skilled you have to be. Hey, Dixon, it's pretty ironic that the two kids led the way. You know, we've been waiting for these upperclassmen to sort of lead the way here. And I'm of the I'm of the belief that the kids are going to be the ones down the stretch here. They're going to lead the way in this deal, Matt. I'm of that belief. Well, you're certainly going to need contributions from from guys like Tears and Dryling. Um, you know, Hunter Inslee. I guess he's not really a, a young guy, but a first year guy playing. No, you're no. It, it was a turning point of your of your season. Um, and that, I think that that was made very obvious the rest of the weekend. So, to, and to, to, the way they did it, it, it was almost almost felt too good to be true. Yep. Like all the all the complaints and all the the criticisms that the team has kind of had all year, they all kind of got 
fixed up at least for one weekend, and it turned into a, just a just a great weekend over there. Yeah, man, it was it was terrific, and let's uh, let's not forget. I know you haven't, but uh, Griffin Merritt, mm. the play he made um, out oh, right field was oh, absolutely uh, MLB esque. Uh, and I, I didn't realize that. Uh, I, I assumed he was a historical left fielder in Cincinnati, and just assumed, I guess, incorrectly that he did not have a plus arm. But my goodness, that was an, a a play, a carom off the wall, and a throw of perfection uh, from right field. And then uh, he said that uh, after that play, he said, "I'm going to hit a home run." He was planning on what he would do to celebrate his game-winning home run. So. He was uh, uh, had that mindset of I'm going to you know put this team on my shoulders and and help win the game. So to your point, both of you, you got you got a uh, a redshirt freshman in tears, and then a true freshman in Dryling that that tied it up, and then a, a graduate uh, transfer that uh, made a, a, a potentially game saving play that was spectacular, and then uh, you know a walk off home run in the twelfth to win it. Uh, just uh, just incredible to see this team rebound. And then you look at Maui. I know uh, I've said on the record that I thought Maui was injured because typically defense you don't that doesn't flop. And uh, I tell you what, all weekend he looked like that, he that look potential All American defender. Yeah. I mean, you don't throw Bradford out. No. Uh, frankly, with a ball hitting the hole no. backhand no. and throw him out by a half step at first. And I don't know that any other shortstop. In, uh, in college baseball makes that play. It, that was literally a MLB shortstop caliber play to get the glove on it, but also to have the arm strength to throw out the fastest player in college baseball. Just absolutely tremendous. Well, and to your point, I don't think he was hurt. I still don't think he was hurt because you're not making plays like that. You know, A guy that's injured is not going to come out and swing the bat like that on Saturday and Sunday either. So... Uh, either that or he's a, the quickest healer known to mankind. Maybe he had like a miraculous healing. I don't know. But the point Woody, is, Woody though. Woody laid his hands on him, Tony. He was healed. This is the first there you go. <laughs> Well, hey, hey, listen. Taking a guy and showing him that you'll sit him down is a really good recipe for getting somebody's attention and sometimes snaps people out of things. So good on Tennessee for doing that. That's uh, and that shows a lot of courage to do that. You know, it's a highly paid kid that they brought in here, high profile transfer. We all know about the suspension before the year and everything that came to it. You just hope he can catch fire from here because the last couple games he really started to look comfortable uh, in his Tennessee uniform. And I think for for really all those guys, for the first time, those guys looked comfortable here. Well, Tony, I, I watched the, the the body language. That that team looks uh, looks healthy. Guys that aren't starting are celebrating with with guys that are starting. That that maybe you could argue took their positions, yep. rightfully so. Yes, there, did, there didn't appear to be any um, selfish, any woe is me um, body language on that team. They look like they've they've gelled that they're that they want to win. And they realize that uh, that it's not about them individually, but it's about the team. I, I truly think this team is, is peaking and gelling. I'll tell you what, Tony. Uh, needless to say, Burns looked uh, <laughs> like you know like a smoltz coming out there to, to close the game, like a Mariano Rivera. I, I I don't know that there's been a more dominant, more intimidating performance than than Friday 
by Burns, and uh, and it was great to see his body language, his exuberance, and his excitement. Uh, well, well deserved. And then I'll say this: I, I don't, I don't, uh, I haven't been to every home game certainly this season, but uh, I would, I would submit to you that Friday night was really the first uh, home field advantage, the Hornets' nest that that Lindsey Nelson is capable of. And it's kind of a shame that TV robbed us. It's great to be on the deuce, but it's a shame that TV robbed us of another night game on Saturday. You just can't beat the atmosphere of a SEC Friday or Saturday night game at Lindsey Nelson. But I'll tell you, Friday was, was certainly electric. Strong crowd Saturday and Sunday. But, uh, but my goodness, I think this team is, uh, has got the right chemistry now. And I'm optimistic that they're going to, yeah. uh, be able to win the series and, yeah. and, uh, Get, get the needed wins to go the, the postseason. But, Tony, great show. Go Vols. Thank you. And I came very close jumping off the wagon. By the way, um, Chris Burke learned a valuable lesson here, didn't he, Matt, about giving up on a season? I think he's the only guy I heard, Berkey, say the Vols are going to take two out of three from Vandy. When he said that to me last week, he said, Tony, I've always thought this team's going to play better in our building. And I, I, and I thought – there's no way that team's going to beat that Vandy team two out of three games. Nothing suggested that going into the weekend. Did you guys think we were going to win two out of three? I didn't think it was possible. No, uh, but I, I knew you really, really needed to win two out of three. Yes. Yes. Yep. No, not after the Tennessee Tech deal, but, uh, of course – Vanderbilt lost to Indiana State like ten to two on Tuesday night too. That's right. Um, which you know, so they they're just kind of maybe they're just scuffling a little bit right now. Such as the sport, you know it got well. I'm going to play for you in the in the uh, in the extra time overtime TLD logistics overdrive overtime, which I've got a story for you in my travels. A um. What is this? It's like a truck stop story for the ages. You uh, are just going to sit there and shake your head when I tell it to you. You're going to be like, Tony, how'd you end up in the middle of that? And I'm going to go, I don't know. But I just did. And Laura was crying. When I came out and told her the whole story, I mean, she just was just. I looked over her and I said, you know, 31 years later, I said, the entertainment just keeps coming, doesn't it? She's just like shaking her head at me going. Did that really just – and then I showed her a photo, and she says to me, oh, well, she's just laughing at the picture. So um, I can't tell it in the uh, radio portion of our program. So over on tclub.team is where we do what we do during our overdrive, overtime. Let's go back to the phones. You have an amphibious pitcher coming in this weekend who throws with his left and his right. Brian and Matt, is it legal for a guy to switch from left to right within an inning? I meant to ask Stefan Krasnick that. And will this guy do that? In other words, can he turn around and just throw to either hand, or do you have to, I don't. before the inning starts, do you have to declare which, which you're pitching from? I, it's so unprecedented. No, there's no rule against it. I, yeah, I, I think he switched in, in, during innings, you know, depending on a lefty-righty batter. I think he switched, like, during innings before, at least earlier in the season he did. So he switched, door, like, in between innings or, or during? Um, in, be, in between batters. 
Wow. I, I want to say he's got some custom glove where he can wear it on each hand. Brian, what was the guy's name that had the one arm that pitched there for a while? I want to say his name was Abbott. Oh, uh, his last name was Abbott. Jim, is it Jim, Jim Abbott? Abbott? Matt, were you, are you old enough to remember him? Do you, do you ever seen film of Jim Abbott? Who would pitch and he would hold his glove like with the, with with the arm that he had, but he he rested the glove there and then he would get the glove on his hand real quick after pitching the ball. I mean, you talk about the human will and a guy had pretty good stuff. I mean, he could pitch. He pitched in the major leagues. You remember him, Matt? Uh, I I know the name and I I remember seeing like a, a baseball card of him. But I, I, he was a little, little too old for me to, to have seen him, but I, I know who he is. That's an incredible story. Back to the phones we go. But this kid here will um, – so during an at-bat, could he turn around, Brian? Like, say he's pitching to Dryling, right? And he wants to throw to him right-handed, but then he's got some extra sauce on the left hand. Can he, can he turn around and throw the thing left-handed to him? I, I think I, – I don't see why he could Wow, that's got to be crazy catching that but guy. But, you know, I don't know if that, that would – could you risk injuring yourself if you did that, you know? Well, he's been doing it all season. I mean, I don't know why he's risking injury. Hello and welcome into our next call. You're live on the Tuesday edition. Hi. Hey, Tom. How y'all doing today, man? Yo, what's up? Justin, what's up? Hey, my brother was talking about you the other day. My, <laughs> my, brother, my, brother, my brother said to me, he said um, – you know, I was listening to WIP the other day, and this guy, Justin, from Tennessee, called, and he was bragging about you, Tony. Hey, Justin, keep the dream alive, bro. Keep the dream alive, man. Keep talking me up. I do, man. It's beautiful, I man. Me, me and Fritzy and Seltzer, we beautiful. All time. Jody Mack. Uh, yeah, Jody Mack. <laughs> I love Glenn Mack. Mm. Glenn Mack now is awesome up there, dude. That guy, I wish I'd have found WIP years ago when I was, Stuff. He is awesome. He's a really, 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 really Ray nice Ray person. Didinger. Yeah, he's Ray a nice Didinger. person. I love Ray oh, Some of those guys but, have yeah. tremendously huge egos, and he's not. A, he's just kind of a business guy that does a sports show and former yeah, writer I, I, has fun with it. Yeah, I, I would say Eskin's probably got a bit of personality, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> just. Just, you know, from afar, you know, from Granger County, Tennessee. Well, to, uh, Howard Eskin, people, people here have seen Howard Eskin on these NFL deals. They always interview him for the Philadelphia stuff. And he's the guy that looks like the Burger King from the Burger King. Uh, he looks just like the Burger <laughs> King minus the crown. Yes. <laughs> oh, but, yeah, I, I remember Jim Abbott pitch for the Angels, and I think he threw a no-hitter for the Yankees one time. That's exactly – I was going to say that. I thought I remember him doing something great with being those Yankees. He had a he had a no-hitter with the Yankees, one of the craziest things I've ever seen when I was a kid. I was like, this guy has one arm, and he's out here pitching in the majors. And then, like I said, he goes on and throws a no-hitter with the Yankees. But, uh, yeah, Taylor, Taylor hit every, just about every daggone point I was going to hit on the baseballs. I think hitting – Rock bottom last week against Tech mm. may have may have been the wake up call that they needed, and something I don't know if uh, Brownie was on that Twitter Spaces thing that uh, that I'm about to talk about with uh, Rusty and uh, some of those other guys. We'll get on there and talk, but maybe like Rusty brought it up. I don't know if you've ever seen Bull Durham, but 
the manager goes to Kevin Costner's character in Bull Durham. He says, what do I do? You know, I, I've done everything I can think of. And Costner says, they're kids. Scare them. And I don't know if Vitello just went in the locker room after that and just went, you know, nuts on them. And, but I also think it being Vandy, and we've all heard the rumors that, you know, that coach at Vandy may have had a little something to do with the Hoon being suspended first of the year, stuff like that, possibly. Mm-hmm. But that maybe that Tennessee Tech game was, was the fire they needed lit under them to wake them up. Because I'm like you, man. There's no way if Ahuna is down in his back, he can make some of the plays. He no. Can. I mean, if your back is hurting, you're dang near, you know, debilitated if you're down in your back. Well, I that's mean, a pretty good chiropractic. That, that's a pretty good chiropractic care that he got. Let's put it that way. I don't write it is. It's some real good chiropractic care. But uh, about the stuff I heard y'all talking about, I wanted to hit on too about how they're suspending these, or kicking these players out of the game and ejecting them, suspending them for a game or four or whatever. And now you've got uh, Sanka and all these guys wanting to take home games away from you for, you know, rushing the field. But that guy, you know, if you're Tennessee and it's been, what was it, 14, 15 years since we beat Alabama and that last time we rushed the field was against Florida, you know, you should be able to rush the daggone field. And I'm gonna I'm gonna tell the NCAA and the SEC something. My dad and Papa always told me when I was younger. You know, you you be out doing something, you playing, you get hurt, you start whining around, crying, and they know you ain't really too bad hurt, but you're just you're a kid, you know. Yep. My dad and Papa would both look at me, and say, "Son, you want me to put some vinegar in the ankles to keep the ankles from eating your candy ass, or you gonna get up and do something?" That's what I would tell the SEC and the NCAA. Put some vinegar around your ankles to keep the ants from eating your candy eyes and let these kids have fun. Well, you know, and, and here's the thing. What, what, you know, earlier Mike said, well, I'm talking pro sports. Yeah, you, that, you don't see that in pro sports. The difference between college sports and pro sports, and I hope it continues in the NIL era. I don't know whether it will or not. But the relationship between the fan and the athlete, there's so much more, such a, more a sense of, ownership and this is my team in college sports than pro sports and and when you when you beat uh alabama and the generational tie is so strong and the importance of that and you're tennessee and you haven't done it forever and it comes out of nowhere and it happens like last year and you want to go on the field and you want to smoke your cigar and the other thing that really speaks to is how many Tennessee fans brought their cigars with them? How many Tennessee fans brought it just in case that we're kind of expecting that maybe this could happen? And, Justin, they're wanting to take that away from football fans that are paying more and more now for less and less as the, year, as the years go on. And, Mitch Barnhart, you're making $2 million. Stop it. Stop trying to take the fun away from these people. Oh, well, somebody's going to get hurt. Hey, listen. Hey, newsflash for you. People have been tearing, um, people have been tearing goalposts down for over 100 years, and every once in a while somebody gets hurt. Every once in a while. Hey, have we had a, a, a mass casualty? Of, did I miss something? Was there a mass casualty event when somebody rushed the field? I mean, yeah, a couple people get injured. Okay, fine. You take the risk. You run onto the field. Did I miss something? Is it like European soccer mat over there? Did a bunch of people get trampled? The game you were at? What are these people talking about, Matt? 
fan safety. You don't think people can take care of themselves? You know what it's about? It's about it happened to Alabama twice last year. Twice. That's what it's about. That's what it's about. That's why that burn guy is in the middle of it because his team got burned. That's exactly what I was about to say. Tom, before I get off here, uh, just want to help hype one of your sponsors up a little bit. Uh, This Friday, my son, Big O, is going to uh, prom for the first time, and he's made his reservations for his prom date. They're going to be visiting Calhoun's on the river for their dinner before prom. And uh, it is my wife and I. It will be our 22nd anniversary Friday as well, and I think we're going to – Occupy Chesapeake down there on Parkside Drive. Boom. Anyway, man. And, and, and then if you're in the neighborhood at nine o'clock at night, we're playing uh, Boyd's Jig and Reel at nine o'clock at night. So we appreciate oh, the patronage. Yeah, we'll be downtown in the old city. Like uh, we take the, the main stage at nine p.m., baby. When's your When's your deal in Morristown? That uh, thing y'all are gonna do in downtown? It's like uh, May. Yeah, it's it's in early May. It's like a week because we play the Dogwood Arts Festival on one of those stages, which I can't believe we're going to do that. But hey, I'll take her. Well, we'll take I'm her. I'm definitely going to come come check y'all out in Morristown. But I'll see if I can get down there Friday night if we get done eating dinner. But hey, 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 it's hey, like you said. hey happy anniversary yes. to you, man. Oh, it's you, beautiful. Man. I appreciate God bless it. you, it's brother. Like you said, it's like family on here, man. You you want to listen. Yep. what your friends have to say, and that's what it's like. You hit it on the head. But I love you, boys. I'll get out here. Thank I'll you. Good you talking out. to you, man. It's dysfunctional radio family. That's what we are. And I won't have it any other way. Dixon, you know, I never even put that together. Think of all the people that brought their cigars in there that were tired of losing that knew we were going to get to smoke a cigar, Matt. Did you think we were winning that game, Matt? The outset of that week? Uh, yeah, I I was unusually positive and actually wasn't on the air with you that week because of it. But, yeah, I, I was convinced Tennessee was going to win that game. But, you know, it, it is amazing. To the I don't know, 40, 50, however many thousand people that brought cigars to the game. <laughs> That's, that, that, that is that's that is incredible to think about hopefully they haven't been doing it every game the last 15 years because otherwise they'd be morons that really speaks to the indomitable spirit of this fan base that just refuses to give up give in and quit the fight i mean what else is there the indomitable spirit of this fan base that just says we're not doing it by the way, I'm being told that this pitcher has to declare by hitter, not inning, by hitter. So he has to declare. Uh, he can't switch in the middle of an at-bat. Which would that makes sense. Fun, which would be kind of fun, by the way. Let's go back to the phones. So an amphibious pitcher that can pitch with either hand. According to Charles Shackelford. And he can do it either um, on land or underwater, which is even more impressive. You ought to see the guy's underwater change-up. Things really hard to hit, man. Let's go back to the phones. Hello and welcome into our next call. Hi, Tony. What's going on, man? What's up? Hey, uh, 
Tony, uh, our credit this week, yeah, I know the home runs uh, kind of set the stage, but uh, uh, what Chase Burns did, uh, Tony, that would play in any area, any league, any level. That's uh, his dominant uh, perf- uh, pitching performance, as I've seen. And uh, that gave the, gave the team confidence that uh, carried over to the first inning Saturday and showed right up again in the first inning Sunday. So He, he looked like a totally – you talk about a guy that looked like 180. He didn't look any yeah. more close to that guy at LSU that was getting teed off on. He looked like an inflictor of punishment. Paul just exploded out of his hands. I mean, he looked—he, I mean, top ten pick. I mean, that kid looked unhittable Friday night. When Chase, when uh, yesterday we're talking to Evan Russell, he said, "Tony, when that ball came out of his hands at one oh one, he said I could not quit staring at it, and my mouth just wide open." And I was texting Evan when it was going on. He goes. Man, this is electric. This is, for the first time all year, it feels like we're watching our baseball team, what we were expecting this year, Josh. That's what, it, that's yeah, what that guy did. I he mean, brought uh, it back. He brought the season back. When you were talking about uh, Tennessee fans bringing their cigars, you know, it took that Florida game uh, before everybody went out and made sure they had cigars before that uh, Alabama game. It took that Florida win. And, uh, they kind of started to, you know, believe in the team a little bit. But I think Friday, I think this weekend is going to carry over a little bit for this baseball team, just like that Florida, you know, game carried over for the football team. Great uh, point. This team is just trying to find herself. And uh, I think, uh, you know, kind of found, uh, you know, what could work. I mean, if you can get – if you can get six innings out of a starter and you have an option to bring him in on a Friday night and throw three innings like that, I mean, you have a chance to shorten games. you got a huge advantage in this league. You can bring somebody in like that. Uh, and I love these freshmen the way they hit the ball. That tears kid is, he's a monster, man. He is, he's powerful. It's obvious. They got some good young talent, Tony. I'd say they got some pretty good young players. Yes, that kid, hey, that kid, hey, that kid that played second base, that that freshman that played second base on Sunday is not too shabby. And Brian had a good point. He had a really good at bat early in that game to, to uh, knock in the first run with two outs. That's how you win baseball games, and that's a true freshman going out there in a spot start that didn't think going into the weekend that he was going to be pressing the duty. Uh, that's um, that's pretty good. Uh, sign for this team for the future. Yeah, and I hope I hope uh, Coach Vitello kind of. I mean, he's really good at these high school kids uh, picking out talent, I and mean, he's proven that since you know Arkansas. Uh, yeah, I mean, he. I, I hope he kind of steers away from a portal a little bit, and kind uh, like Barnes. I wish Barnes would just repeat three and four stars, and build his roster, you know, but. Uh, yeah, this connect know, guy, man. this connect guy, and Barnes is really strange. Matt, this that might kid, be Mike McClung, Tony. I, I mean, we didn't take him, but yep. now we're going to start taking offensive guys. I yeah, it's I weird. I, I, I hope it works out. But I, uh, I heard Hoosier Vol say national title and Josh Heupel. My damn legs started shaking, Tony. 
Uh, I don't know. I never went this far. Uh, what do you think? You think there's a, he has opportunity to, to hang a banner? Well, I'll tell you this. Tomorrow's radio show is going to be built around that because as soon as he said it, I made a note of it to put it on the blog tomorrow and discuss that because I'll be completely honest with you. I'm going to cop out here. I've never even considered it with Josh Heupel. I've enjoyed yeah, me either. That's the why first I kinda couple got of years. I mean, yeah. hell, I, I've enjoyed the first couple of years. I know, and I've enjoyed the first couple of years so much that I haven't even thought about expectations. It's just been so out of nowhere. I'm just enjoying the ride, man. Absolutely. I, uh, anyway, Donnie, uh, it's been a great weekend. I hope it's, uh, are you going to have, uh, Vitello on this week? Boy, we hope so. My favorite thing, hey, listen, my favorite thing about the weekend was, happened right down there in Atlanta, brother. <laughs> uh, it's a long season, Donnie. Uh, we got a lot of injuries. Our bullpen finally got one up. That's all right. I'm going to have just went every once in a while. Well, I wish well, a Philly, hey, I wish the Phillies could play the Colorado Rockies every time. They're off to a scintillating four and seventeen start, leaving Philadelphia. That's a good ball club right there. I'll, I'll be nice, Tommy. Thank you, Josh. I, You're I my just, man. Uh, all right, y'all get there. Take care. See you, brother. Be safe out there. That's my man right there on the highways and the byways. We come back. We're going to go to overdrive. Over, I got a story for the ages for you yesterday. It, what happened to me yesterday? Absolutely incredible. As we continue with more after this. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern middle Tennessee. WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons and we run his dealership and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway or at ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, this is Steve, the Garbage Man. Y'all have heard me talk in the past about Packer, our mascot dog. Well, I have some sad news about Packer. She recently crossed over the Rainbow Bridge to join our other beloved pets of the past. Packer lived out her final days on our farm in Water Valley. She had a great 14 years of life after being rescued by Don from being thrown away as a pup in someone's garbage. Rest in peace, Packer. 
Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high-quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, memsmodernlandscape.com. That's memsmodernlandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. This is Laurie Cole, Executive Director with Pay Grace Forward. We are a community solution to predatory lending. We help people in Murray County who are trapped in payday and title loan debt. We do this through financial mentoring, followed by low interest grace loans. To see if Pay Grace Forward can help you or to volunteer with our organization, please visit our website at paygraceforward.org or call 931-548-6797. All right, welcome back, everybody. This is T. Willie. It is that time of week. I've got Miles Johnson on the phone from Foodland. Miles, how are you doing today? Well, I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. You always have some great specials for us. So what do you got for us this week? Well, this week we have T-Bone Steaks, $4.99 a pound, Bomas Pork Chop, Family Packs, $2.99 a pound, Green Cabbage, $0.59 cents a pound, 24-pack Deer Park Spring Water, 2 for 10 and Coca-Cola 6-packs, 3 for $10. Fantastic. And these run all the way through next Tuesday. Uh, and I know you're open seven days a week, 7 a.m. to 9 p.m., located right there in West 7. So, Miles, we thank you. We appreciate you. The, your staff is amazing. Just so you know, every time I come in, they're very friendly. So I definitely appreciate it, and so does our customers. So you have a fantastic day, and we'll talk to you next week, okay? All righty. Thank you. Thank you, Miles. This is Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools and the Big Yellow School Bus. You're listening to Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. T to the B, back with you, 865-200-5402. Boy, I'll tell you what, um, the guys on the door report really drug old Tony Valls and Tennessee baseball. I I got something here that um, talks about how much they just, Despise Tennessee baseball, Tony Valls. Tim Corbin is everything salt and light, and Tony Valls is everything evil, and it's very interesting. Uh, I'm going to play it. It's part of our TLD Logistics Overdrive, Overtime, which will be coming up uh, in a mere matter of moments. In the meantime, I've got I've to share my story with you as well. Uh, we've got a lot of 
stuff to get into here. And Matt Dixon, you won't be here tomorrow. Are you buying or selling on um, what was said earlier by Ryan, Hoosierval Ryan, who believes that Josh Heupel is going to win a national championship here, which I'm going to throw that out. I don't want people to talk about that in our extra time overtime hour. I'm going to talk, discuss it tomorrow on here. Matt, do you find that to be a, a statement you agree with at this point? To win one, I probably would need to see a little bit more. But I, de- I definitely think you're getting to the playoffs, you know, a handful of times. And, you know, with, with Nico here in a year or two, he's probably the, your best shot. Um, John, I, I definitely think Tennessee will make, make the, the expanded playoffs a handful of times. And that right there puts you in right in contention to win, to win one. So I, I wouldn't bet on him winning one, but I, I think they'll be in the conversation and, and one of the last teams remaining in a couple of years. To be honest with you, when and, and I kind of popped a little bit as well, as uh, Josh said earlier, I, I wrote it down as soon as he said it for the blog tomorrow. I'm always taking notes and because uh, I don't like to double work. And you can check out our blog over at tclub.team. Today, there's a ton of uh, content up there for you. Uh, blog up every day. And we try to keep it fresh, factual, and furious. On the way out to the radio listeners, shout out Atlanta Hawks tonight. Let's keep the magic alive up in Boston. Look, if Boston's not going to play Grant Williams, they need to pay the price in this series, Brian Hartman. That's where I'm at on that. Play Grant well, Williams or pay the price. They're saving him. They're saving him, found. And speaking of basketball balls, I'm still angry that the Sixers the Sixers, Sixers ain't playing Jaden Springer, so. I can't believe they signed a long-term. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee. WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram thanks St. Jude Children's Hospital for their admirable work. We are committing to their cause of providing quality care to families in need at no cost to them by donating $150 for every new vehicle sold. Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram is proud to partner with St. Jude for the fourth consecutive year. If you are currently in the market for a new vehicle, visit the team in-store or shop online at Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia.net to help families protect what matters most. You can count on us. Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. Do you suffer from knee pain? Is it painful to walk or perform your day-to-day activities? If so, we have great news at the Dr. Gill Center. We can relieve your knee pain fast and easy with no downtime and no surgery. The FDA has approved a new non-surgical treatment for knee pain, and it's covered by most major insurance, including Medicare. This treatment has helped millions of people across the nation. Call today to see if you qualify for a free consultation and get back to a pain-free life. 615-551-9224. 
Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today. 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, the 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. Hi, Jimmy Elliott for Columbia Ace Hardware. I want to invite you to the grand opening of our garden center, Saturday, April 29th. Come check out our great selection of fruit trees, hanging baskets, ferns, and garden plants. We'll have those things you need to get your garden growing. There'll be lots of activity that day, grilling demos from our Big Green Egg and Traeger experts, free giveaways with your garden center purchase, and Bree's homemade ice cream will be there to take care of your sweet tooth. The doors open at 8 a.m., 112 East James Campbell. Columbia Ace, the helpful place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. I am Jack Blackstone. And I'm Emery Blackstone. Together, we are Greenway Tech Repair. Tired of slow computers, cracked phone screens, and fancy home electronics you don't know how to use? We can help. We provide local on-site services as well as remote troubleshooting for any job, no matter how large or small, from computers and laptops to mobile devices and home electronics. We Blackstone Brothers are eager to serve our community. Find us on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. That's on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Coach, baseball is back, and WKRM 103.7 is excited to bring you coverage and sponsorship options for this 2023 season. That's right, Taff, and this year our advertising partners had the option to sponsor our live Little League coverage, Atlanta Braves coverage, or a combo package that carry both of them. This area loves baseball, and what a great way to support the community by helping us bring coverage of our Little League, but also taking a moment to promote local businesses. People are crazy about the Atlanta Braves. Whoa, 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 whoa. There's something special and timeless about baseball radio broadcast. There sure is. So visit Front Porch Radio TN and click on the blue Advertise With Us button for more information about how your company can sponsor baseball of all kinds this season with WKRM. 
Have you heard the news? The Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools has a new day and time. Hop on the Big Yellow School Bus Saturdays at 10 a.m. and again at 8 p.m. right here on WKOM 101.7 FM to hear all about what's happening in and around Murray County Public Schools. The Big Yellow School Bus with Jack Cobb and friends on Front Porch Radio, Saturdays at 10 a.m. on WKOM 101.7 FM. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee.